Star Trek, The Nerdy Frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission, to explore each episode, to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. But also here with Crusher. Oh yeah, hey, there it is. There In the it teaser, is. she orders Worf to stop protecting her. What is this episode? What is this episode? I'll tell you the star date. Oh yeah? Okay. 43512.7. So Did does that mean like June? The the decimals are like months, right? But there's only 10 of them, so Well, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Great. <laughs> do you do uh point oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> it's the high ground. It's the 12th episode of the third season. Mm. Dr. Crusher is captured by terrorists who want to involve the Federation in their struggle for freedom. And she's kind of into it. And she's kind of into it. No, it's just a regular case of Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, she's not on Stockholm either Syndrome. side. She just wants everyone to be healthy and live forever unless that's not an a reasonable period of time to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. But right off the bat, just I have the note, Crusher is awesome. I'm so glad she's back. She's so cool, and I love her. She I is do cool. love Pulaski, she's a... but Crusher's mm, awesome. Who? I've forgotten. Oh, no. Oh, slam. Uh, she's got a million-yard stare. Mm-hmm. She cares. She's compassionate, but she's tough. She has a lot of love, but it's a lot of tough love. Unless it's for Wesley, in which case it's just regular love. Yeah. <laughs> Wesley can do no wrong. Yeah. I love having a Crusher-centric episode. It's about time. She really yeah. just gets to save a life or two in every episode and doesn't get many lines or much love <laughs> until today. Yes. We're on a – what kind of mission are we on? We're like on a diplomatic mission. Yeah, there's they're a, there's delivering a, medical supplies. Right, to a um, planet called Rutia 4, mm-hmm. I think. Rutia? Or 2. Um, and I don't know. Rutia. But they have a nice little uh, mall plaza where uh, <laughs> all of the Starfleet officers that are down on the away team have been ordered to carry weapons at all times because there's been a terrorist uh, attack recently. Now, was this a set that they built or was this a shopping mall in the 90s that they just uh, redecorated? It was just a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like a, a set, I believe. Mm. It doesn't look like an actual established place. And r- when Data mentions that they need to leave, uh, Worf and Crusher, who are having lunch in the Plaza Cafe, mm-hmm. <laughs> the like, mall food court, a, yeah, the mall food court, right? They're having they're having some sabaro, and <laughs> Crusher says, "Waiter, and a bomb explodes." Yeah. <laughs> that was such a weird transition. She's like, "Check, please." Yeah. Uh, and we didn't even get any tidbits of what Crusher and Worf were talking about over their cafe <laughs> meal. No. What was the gossip? Yeah, what's anything. that hot goss? Was this their first lunch together? Do they have lunch together often? Mm. <laughs> I can see them being friends. I think they'd be fun friends. Yeah, well, it was establishing that with the fact that they're out to eat. Mm-hmm. But we don't know anything about their relationship together except if you cross Crusher with Chain of Command... She will come for you, Worf. Yep. She knows where she stands, and she's in command of this away mission, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is. She's chief medical officer. Yep. So. Top of the and food it's a chain. medical mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top of the um, Sabaro food chain. <laughs> she gets her pizza first. 
Hmm. Well, what happens is there's a, an explosion and several people are injured, and she goes immediately to go help them. And Worf is immediately worried about her own safety and the safety of the away team, so he's suggest that they leave and she says no in fact you're gonna go get medical supplies yeah you're gonna leave me right now and he's he doesn't love that but he has to obey orders and does so he leaves her alone and then a variety a series of different men come into crusher's life telling her she shouldn't stay there yeah it felt very like all right we need to establish everybody in crusher's life doesn't want her there right now the mansplaining is strong right that's what i was thinking uh but you know her response (laughs) it's excellent Captain, I'm trying to put a life into a wounded body with sleight of hand, and I'm not going anywhere. Yes. Boom! That's right, Doctor. You're a magician. Because this is science magic that heals Mm -hmm. everyone in this day and age. It's basically everyone saying, Crusher, no, and her going, Crusher, yes. Crusher, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh, Crusher, yes. Which, of course, leads to her being there in, in a situation where she actually can get kidnapped, unfortunately. Yeah. So, like, not that anybody could anticipate this, though, because, like, she gets grabbed by a teleporting uh, vagrant with a laser rifle. Yeah, but they just saw it happen, so she shouldn't have yeah. said, Worf, come back. She sh- should have said, Worf, watch my back. Mm. Yeah, well, Worf was also there when it happened. So, like, mm. him not being there wasn't really consequential. <laughs> Yeah. Just Worf is not good at his job. Well, yeah. you know, he's good at uh, theoretical security. He's right. not good at practical <laughs> security. There it is. He's good at coming up with suggestions they'll shoot down. Right. Uh, it's mm. it's a good point that you said teleported, too, and not beamed, because there is a difference, mm. and we can see it in the animation. Yeah. yeah. And what we find out later is they are dimension. Well, we find out really quickly. Mm. They're dimension shifting, right? Yeah. So. They're like that's not even something. possible. Dimension shifting. What are you talking about? <laughs> With Your human body to do that yeah. is proven to yeah. be deadly. <laughs> but before we get there, too, uh, uh, it's just a total mystery. And someone says says something to Riker, and Riker's like, "Uh, people don't just appear and disappear." And I was like, "They literally do, Riker. Like, yeah, at, like really every day." <laughs> now here's the difference. They can't sense on any type of scanner when someone is about to dimensionally shift. Right. But is that saying that when someone starts to transport, you know before they've started transporting? Yes. Uh, so How? with with the sensor, if you had a sensor or a tricorder or something like that, essentially what's happening with the beam technology is you're being like deatomized and then reassembled somewhere else. So unperceptible to our senses, but to a sensor, you could have these atoms forming and predict when somebody would be beaming in, which is why we'd be able to... Because- uh, but it's not like someone will be beaming here in 10 minutes. It's like, oh, the process has begun and we yes. can sense it because it just takes more time to transport, even exactly. if it's only a few seconds. Mm-hmm. So as technology increases, you know, potentially a transporter could be instantaneous. It's just not yet. Right. It's also that it is a beam. So the particles are like traveling, right? Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. this, uh, they talk specifically because we're getting into sci-fi magic, but dimensionally shifting wouldn't have any of the residual effects or like tiny particles because they're literally shifting dimensions, which yeah, it's can't the be Rick and Morty up. time jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the portal gun jump. <laughs> and they are totally messing time up, and this is not good. And the, well, uh. <laughs> well, they pay the price for it, Xander. Yes. Let me tell you, because they have some serious tummy aches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, it gives them much. 
The only cost is their lives. <laughs> no, wait, I can do it better. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but it's given their cause new life. The only cost is their life. <laughs> oh. the double there were reading. some good lines in this uh, mm-hmm. every, so every once in a while. Real yeah, good. Yeah. So after Crusher is abducted, we aren't, we aren't sure why. So there's a, a brief mystery, and we uh, we meet the head of security, Alexana Devos. Mm-hmm. I didn't write and it down. Yeah. <laughs> I actually well, you just wrote, remember her shoulder pads. Her, her note yeah. is Lady Captain <laughs> because I did. Yeah. I put in Lady Captain is acting, and yeah. she put in a lot, and it was great. Well, she had a lot to put in, right? She had to talk about the effects of terrorism and how it mm-hmm. had, had like made her a, her society like live in fear for this whole time, and how passionate she was about stomping them. So, like, we're getting into pretty heavy themes like right off the bat. Yeah. Like, not only is this a civil war, but it's one that's very personal for everyone involved. Yeah, so the dynamics on this planet, or this city, I guess, is that there there has have always been these terrorists, there's always been separatists, and a lot of the regular people support them with marches and regular stuff, but the terrorism is the problem. So normally they're not cracking down on regular people going to a march, but they are when, say, a school bus full of children is murdered, which is what really made her double down and go from a moderate to an extreme, they must be stopped. Mm-hmm. But The bigger question that they never address in this episode that I wish it had is what is the government doing that is so atrocious? Because this is like chemical weapons warfare in basement laboratories level of terrorism for what? Why? How will their new government be any better? I think that's a great point. And one of the ways that I could kind of see they were coming at this is they didn't want us to sympathize too much with the people using the terrorist techniques. Um, Because in a lot of Star Trek, especially if there's something like this, where it's like civil disobedience, you want both sides of the story. Well, of course, they're resorting to this because they're being treated in X, Y, Z. But I think their focus here was like, these tactics are not okay. And and, uh, no matter what. And so we don't really need to know the injustices if we're trying to focus on this for this story particularly yeah i feel like we would get caught up in the wrong details if we were worried too much about the political implications of it so much as like the political implications of terrorism in general and Mm -hmm. like what it means to uh like the difference between uh fighting for a cause with violence and fighting for a cause with terrorism because there is a difference this, Though it's a blurry line, obviously. Yeah. Well, this felt very ground level as opposed to higher level politics. Mm-hmm. These are just the people that are dealing with their situations. And it's not a cause over anything else. The tactics versus the philosophy a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tactics, a little pivot. But when Alexana was told by Picard <laughs> that Riker would be staying behind, were you at all worried and or impressed when Riker did not try and sleep with Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) I think they probably did, just off camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, separate. We call it the Riker assumption. Yeah, yeah. The Riker assumption, the Riker theorem. It's, they've slept with already just to get the tension out. That's the icebreaker. And so Mm -hmm. then they could have the conversations, but it's all consensual and cool. Cool. And just like this episode, we never need to talk about it again. It just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, I think it was also in this that she starts listing a bunch of things that happened in human history or, or something along those lines because I wrote down, oh, shit, we've got the Irish unification coming up in 2024. 
So that's an interesting thing that is a little behind the scenes there. That was a, oh? that was a big deal in how this got aired in the UK. It didn't air in the UK <gasps> for that reason because the whole episode. Uh, they could just for cut the, that for, for a time. It didn't. They now I think edited versions of it get released. Whoa! Um, because there this was still an issue in Ireland at this time. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, what this is an analogy for apparently Melinda Snodgrass. Let me find the notes for Yay. it. Yeah, Melinda Snodgrass. Her idea got changed, unfortunately. Originally, the plot was intended to have parallels to the American Revolution, but writer Melinda Snodgrass was told to change the analogy to Northern Ireland, a change she was very unhappy about. Does Quote, all her want... stuff just get changed to Ireland? Like, what? <laughs> well, this is the second one, right? Yeah. yeah. She's a woman in a writer's room in the 90s. Yeah, I yeah. know. I don't I don't know where this is coming from, but uh, I, probably the reason she eventually left. Uh, I... I wanted it with Picard as the as Cornwallis, and the Romulans would have been the French, who were in our revolution trying to break this planet away. Suddenly, Picard realized he's one of the oppressors. Instead, we do breakfast in Belfast, where our where our people decide they're going to go off to Northern Ireland. Huh. So yeah, that's that's like it changed the analogy for her. So like it became actually a hot button issue a little bit. I I don't think it was like. They were boycotted or anything like that. But in yeah. the UK, the first the first run transmission was cut due to references to the uni- reunification of Ireland being achieved through terrorism. And I think that's oh, really what it was. Oh, is I that never put that together. That oh. that's because because data in we're kind of jumping ahead, but I think it's worth it to while we're in this conversation. It's like yeah. data kind of makes mention of like, well, terrorism, quote unquote. He didn't say quote unquote. He says terrorism worked in these situations, right? right? And that is oh. not a thing that is true necessarily so much as terrorism occurred but then maybe reunification happened afterwards right 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 well one of the we haven't even talked about meeting this guy yet but he has a really great line about what makes someone a terrorist and what makes someone a war hero well let's get there because i think that's a worthwhile thing to bring up okay well let's introduce kyril finn Mm -hmm. uh kyril we immediately think okay we're supposed to sympathize with this guy because when we meet him he's offering crusher food she is obviously well trained and sticking (laughs) to it she goes on a hunger strike she won't tell him her name yes great tactics wow i I read that too impressed yeah very good like officer prisoner tactics of you know Pulaski would have shared her name and eaten everything and then got out of there and cured everything (laughs) So <laughs> shut up, Jake. <laughs> That's true. She would have written a book on how you can yeah. actually do a dimensional shifting, right. no problem. Here's how to fix it. Uh, Not that I will ever so annoying. That's true. She would have fixed it. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes people don't really want their problems fixed. They just want to vent about them. <laughs> and Pulaski really ruins that for people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, Crusher's awesome. <laughs> but this guy is not. What What I found interesting is um, we have the same sort of roguish, like, uh, not general because he's a terrorist, but this is supposed to be sort of the, um, the interest for Crusher as uh, opposed to the roguish interest that we've seen for Troy. And I think that there's a different way that they're presenting themselves. This seems more like a mature guy who's like seen some shit like he's gone through trauma and that's supposed to be attractive to her maybe xander are you suggesting that maybe to discuss it they should don some sparkly unitards and stretch it out Absolutely, (laughs) please it was missing (laughs) fair enough yeah well we like he's he's a little deceptive at first and like he doesn't tell 
her who he is mm-hmm. at immediately. He just asks her questions. And then when she mentions the violence and he says, I was the one who hurt those people, mm-hmm. then it dawns on her that she's that he's a leader, right? And so yeah. he, <laughs> he he goes back and forth pretty quickly from being, like, sympathetic to a jerk. They, they've written him in an interesting way of, mm-hmm. like, sociopath or not yeah right yeah you're on the other side of history is he it's it's a tough thing to tackle right is like trying to make a terrorist because that is what he is Mm -hmm. um a sympathetic character because Mm -hmm. you know they are they still have a cause that they believe is right and the best villains do believe they are doing the right thing so we definitely want to try and write someone that way yeah i had this moment of wow this show is way more complex than it means to be or is interpreted as a lot Mm. of the time Mm -hmm. i mean especially early we're still early on and it's like gosh this is really complex yeah uh we we definitely see what's going on with both sides i found it a little circular at points though of just like keep reiterating that you know you need to fight for what's right no matter the cost and then just people just saying well the costs can be too high and then that argument kind of being regurgitated in different ways Mm. In different episodes or within this episode? In this, within this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see, I didn't see the debate going on. Like, it was just, we got a lot of different analogies, right? Like, you, even with Riker and uh, the security, Aloxana, right? Mm-hmm. You hate them as much as they hate you. We just keep talking about the vitriol, justifying the violence, justifying the response, and the circle of that. Well, what's tricky we really is they never, yeah, they never let Finn have a change of heart or change his mind because they decided we have used the word terrorist. We need to keep the resolution needs to involve him being evil. So we can't mm-hmm. let him have this growth and this change of heart. And if you're not convincing anyone of it, anything, then you are making the same argument on deaf ears. So that's probably where the cyclical feeling comes from. Yeah. yeah. It, they, they mentioned the same thing of like, we're just not being heard. We're shouting as loud as we can, but nobody's listening. And so that might have something to do with it. Also, they're messing with the format a little bit in the A plot, B plot in that it's all involved in the same story. It's just different angles. So we're hearing the same things over and over again. So much talking about like what's happening too, about the people who aren't there as opposed to the things kind of happening. Like every scene is like, all right, let's talk more about this plot. Right. Hey, now we see sick people, though, and that's Crusher's only weakness. <laughs> yes, that's true. There's people laying on cots, moaning mm-hmm. and groaning, and saying, uh, my dimensional being is DNA. hurting. Yeah. Yeah, my DNA is hurting. Ah. And she says, there is no reversal that I see. They are dying because mm. you made them all use this stupid thing when you knew what they didn't talk about. An interesting plot point is like, did you tell all those people when you gave them this tool and said, use use our little inverter here and uh, go do terrorist acts? Did they did he mention to his followers that you will die? Your DNA will be ripped apart when you do this time jumping. I bet it was like a sacrifice for the cause. Yeah, for him, for sure. Right. I don't think he told everybody. That's true. He didn't get Crusher's consent. Yeah, that's one of the things that I wrote, like Crusher and Picard both get like dimension doored without their consent and ultimately is gonna mess up their dna dimension doored without consent <laughs> dimension doored yeah that's a level four D- uh, spell. Wizard spell. that's great 
Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I play too much. Uh, I'm only level one, so. <laughs> <laughs> you get there. Um, one dimension hop, you're probably fine because mm. Finn has done it several times and he's still up and walking around. Yeah. So we don't know if either the people moaning and groaning on the cots have done it a long <laughs> time ago and it sunk in, in right. which case, wow, we're going to uh, lose our that that can't be it or they have done it like hundreds of times or they're just being little babies and they can't take little babies yeah crusher can take it she doesn't even talk about her pain but it's immense (laughs) i would love for her to go back to the leader and be like you know what these are just a bunch of whiners yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, send a bag out there gave them aspirin for the cause yeah (laughs) okay here's the line he says you know you're gonna die like what what are you doing how are you gonna lead this movement and he says a dead martyr is worth 10 posturing leaders it's a good Um, line redundant because of course a martyr's dead right idiot yeah (laughs) but good line a martyr is worth 10 posturing and he calls himself a posturing leader he's very aware Mm-hmm. of what he is and will he be a good leader if he reaches his goals probably not as beverly crusher later in the episode says she's terrified to see yeah well and we also we come at it from the perspective of the enterprise is infallible and the crew of the enterprise can do no wrong because we're like oh yeah she's in danger for now but we'll get there eventually and what are they gonna do they're just some puny like civilization but we find that this dimension door weapon is actually formidable against the Enterprise. And they use tactics to be able to take it down, which was like unthinkable. Yeah, that was a, a little almost a, a rule breaker in some way of what Roddenberry set out early on of like, you know, the, the crew of the Enterprise generally can handle anybody below them at a technology level. Mm. And so don't let that happen. But th- we have this a little bit of escape hatch slash dimension door, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it was played pretty well. Just they just teleported yeah. all over the ship. They night crawlered all over. They the did. Ship, yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we talk about the attack? Yeah. Yeah. Things escalate uh, to a point where uh, they can't, not only can't find these people underground, but uh, Crusher's not being returned. And um, Wait, hold on. Actually, the... there's a lot that happens in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big jump. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the technology that we're talking about, wait, what's the rule that we're breaking? Because I don't understand. How are we rule breaking here oh. with the new tech? Because Wesley... He wants to go down and help negotiate for his mother. And Picard's like, I have something more important for you to do, Wesley. It's not like a, a, a technology rule. I'm just saying when they when we talked about, I think it was the Story Bible episode, yeah. which was just like Gene Roddenberry didn't want to let uh, civilizations of lesser uh, technology levels take over the Enterprise mostly. They had to be like a reason. And that reason, in this case, is their superior one-time technology of just hopping around places. Right. Peekaboo. But it's, yeah, so, but it's yeah. also unsustainable technology. Right. So it's not like they could do it all the time. They're yeah. paying a price for it a little bit. I see. Okay. Like, got it. Yeah. Q as an adversary can do whatever he wants, right? You right. know, he's 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 not the same. He's not under the same rules. Yeah. Or it's any a rules. whole other echelon. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we get we start to figure out how they're doing this thing uh, simultaneously to us learning about it through Beverly Crusher. We see that the uh, this piece of equipment that the uh, regular government on the planet couldn't figure out, but they got off some dead terrorists. They give it to the Enterprise. And of course, Geordi, Data, Wesley, figure it out. Put mm-hmm. three great brains, two human, one android together, <laughs> and you're going to figure out any technology. So uh, Wesley calls it out first with something that he learned in his test for the for the um, Federation 
the academy. academy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. Uh, wait, what about the thing? The well, you know the thing. And Trudy's like, I the love Elway that, theorem. Yeah, <laughs> that he forgot the name. That was a cute little like character moment. Hmm. Yeah, it's showing that he he has such capacity, and yet he doesn't have the experience as these other people do. Even uh, someone who's virtually a computer. Right. And so they're figuring out simultaneously. So that's how they figure out. Okay. Well, we can we can trace the call now. <laughs> <laughs> the call's coming from inside the planet. Whoa. Uh, and then Picard walks in. He's like, Ah, this deadly thing they're doing. Do they require? A doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just kind of shows up in, from the background, like fully informed of what they just figured out. <laughs> it's like, Here's Dixon held this scene. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's always listening. He, yeah. Comms are always on, and Picard is always <laughs> eavesdropping, is what we learned in that moment. <laughs> um, and, and then the very cute waiter that we met in the first scene, mm. he was involved. He yep. gets arrested. He always is. Yeah, Riker has to oversee some intense interrogations where uh, Alexana's always like, so I can interrogate them harder. He's can like, I shoot no. them? Can I shoot yeah. this one? <laughs> can I shoot them? <laughs> All right, we're done with these easy questions. Get out of here. Yeah. We learned that her predecessors were all murdered, and she had um, stopped the practice of terrorist sympathizers getting disappeared. Right. The other dimension door. She's like the sheriff who just can't keep the town under control, right? It's barely right. the outlaws are everywhere kind of situation. She just wants to go home. Tough gig. She wants to go home and She looks great up. in that outfit, though. She really the does. The shoulder pads are imposing, and it's I believe incredible. her, and I trust her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like Riker's technique in this, too, of, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go harder and be a fierce interrogator. And he's just like, no, nah, I know you're you're part of the group. Just go ahead and tell them that we want our doctor back, and then we're cool. And she's like, yeah, oh, he- yeah. Like he he said. really undercuts her authority, and she's pissed about it at first, but really, what can she do? Yeah. He really is just shuts her down and is like, nope, we're yep. done with him. Give us our doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, nothing she was doing had been working. And yeah. so I guess I like the attitude of him just being like above the fray. He's like, look, I know you're you're having issues. I want my doctor back. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's like Prime Directive has already been seriously fucked up, even mm-hmm. though we were just trying to deliver medical supplies but now it's very clear we were interfering and you know what let me just pluck my doctor and go thank you yeah and then we see the killer is an artist (laughs) well it seems like the killer is an artist on the game boy and prints them out on the game boy (laughs) printer (laughs) it's hard to draw hands and he was drawing hands in that first sketch so Mm. yeah the fingernails they're always toughest dirt no dirt i don't know I mean, Xander, if you want to sketch Beverly right now, I'd love to see you do better. Wait, yeah, I need my Game, Game Boy. Boy. <laughs> I can do it on Edge Sketch. What did that? What did the um, the story Bible say? Like a doctor with the body of a stripper, or something like that? Is <laughs> no. Doctor oh Crusher? Oh my god! Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Nailed the it. The body of a stripper. That's what that's it what said. it says for every character. <laughs> male and female. I put it in the male ones in my mind. Yeah. In my yeah. <laughs> A captain, bald, with the body of a stripper. <laughs> uh, that, this is the scene when we find out he can draw, and Crusher's like, do that. Do yeah. anything but all this killing. Yeah, Why man. are you murdering so much? And he's Start like, band. hey, guess what? I'm uh, I have studied your, your planet's history, and you come from this place that was America. And she corrects, 
for North America, which is interesting. Yeah. We could talk about like what that means about where geography went um, mm. and, and borders and such, but or the continent of America. Um, but he mm. says this line about how I've studied your General Washington and he's called this war hero, this soldier, this general, and I'm a terrorist only because uh, it's determined. These terms are determined by the winners or the losers. Yeah. The winners, not losers. A concept that we've heard a a few times, but not from this perspective, I think. Well, we're hearing this perspective in the conversation about American textbooks right now and Mm -hmm. how they frame, you know, racial struggles in America and the framing of slavery is like, it's done. It was over states' rights and now everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. No, fuck you. It's still inherent (laughs) in everything that happens in this country, you know, so Mm -hmm. that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's thing. also like we're this is this episode's kind of drawing a line between like war and mm-hmm. terrorism, right? Because he's yeah. right in that like the winners do declare you know how they won. That's how history is written, right? But like even when we're talking about our adversaries in certain wars, we don't refer to them all as terrorists because they fought under, I guess, the agreement of war. But I mean, violence. If you've got rules to violence, it's still violence. Like it's still awful. <laughs> Uh, but whereas whereas terrorism is generally like hurting innocent people and the populace and not fighting other combatants, right? So it is a different level of uh, un. I don't know what it. What is I, it? I think it's like one who commits war crimes. Yeah, there, war crimes. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like agreed upon Geneva Convention. Right, but to me, like, still war is a crime, right? So like, mm-hmm. there's just a war. Be- there's a crime beyond these crimes, and so that, I think that's what they're trying to differentiate here. Right. But anything is motivated if your son died. Right. <laughs> so it does get mentioned quite a bit. We get a little backstory yeah. there. Um, so now we learn that kind of to your point of like erasure of these blips in history, his real goal, one of them, I mean, he wanted a doctor, but he also wants to keep her in order to um, uh, have a bargaining leveraging chip to just say we need to be noticed on the galactic stage yeah and get the federation involved talk of sanctions again not light stuff no um but he he decides that uh shooting everybody or blowing up the enterprise is probably the best way to move forward beverly learns of this because he apologizes for maybe needing to kill her son Mm -hmm. Do, do you think that she was experiencing stockholm syndrome is that what you guys would describe it as picard called her out yeah, and I think yeah. that she was, but was aware of it. So it's a weird place to be in. She's like, I know what's happening, but there is legitimacy to some of these feelings. So let's right. explore what that means. I, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like she's just trying to explore the nuance of these people's causes, and like, is that Stockholm syndrome? Because I feel like Stockholm syndrome. I don't. I don't know the exact definition of it, but it is definitely like identifying with your captors or mm-hmm. abusers, right? In some mm-hmm. way, because it's not just related to hostage situations, right? But if she has an abuse committed against her because she's being held against her will, so you shouldn't really identify with that action. But if you're trying to identify with their cause, mm. what's is there a difference? I don't know. I, that's just an interesting thing of like, I don't know if it's fair to say that she was under their spell in any way so much as really trying to understand what was happening. Like lucidly, I would say. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Sure, like there's sure. a difference between being totally swept away by it and being like, oh, I know what this feeling is or or the the beginnings of Stockholm Syndrome. Well, she And she also never endorsed what they were right. doing. She's yeah. just trying to understand what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Which is uniquely Crusher. 
it wasn't it w- wasn't what I would consider Stockholm syndrome because she had put a face now to this other side, which even mm-hmm. if she wasn't captive, she probably from the ship would have been like, oh well, we should hear them out too, right? And I'm sure At there the is table. some legitimacy, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. should be negotiations. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. That, Stockholm Syndrome itself as a concept kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Do you guys know where it originally had come from? No. Not well, Stockholm, Stockholm, obviously. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I looked it up I looked it up while I was watching this episode, and I'm going to give you a very brief synopsis of it now, but it was during a bank robbery in 1973 oh, wow. where a convict uh, took four employees of a bank uh, held hostage when he, the bank robbery didn't go down correctly um and he held them in a vault for six days and when they release were released none of them would testify against him in court and they actually began raising money for his defense wow because they were sympathetic well there was a there's a bunch of theories about why they did it so much as like yes they were sympathetic to him too but also they felt mistreated by the police that were handling the situation they thought they treated him overly aggressively and they were trying to they pointed guns in their direction during a lot of the standoff and stuff like that and they were upset about that so Mm. it was there's like there's a lot of different sides to what happened there but sure that's just like an interesting oh these people walked away from being held hostage for six days and were trying to help their captor yeah yeah. after it too you know what? Maybe he was just a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we find out that he's a complex one and an artist, right? So uh, th- then they they we find out with this bargaining chip, he's got he wants to really send a message to the galactic world or the galac- the galaxy mm-hmm. uh, that community the galactic stage the there galactic community there it is that's the word by taking out the Federation's flagship. So mm-hmm. he has a plan to go up there and blow it up. And they start to. <laughs> so these uh, these insurgents start appearing all over the ship, attacking members of the crew. We start with yeah, uh, good two thing extras. Jordy thinks fast and leaps heroically so flat into a push-up position. Beautifully <laughs> done. Too bad this intruder didn't notice how hugely his sh- his shot whiffed because right. uh, it clearly <laughs> missed this man completely. But for that reason, Jordy could sneak up after they'd beamed off the sh- engineering department again and remove the bomb. Mm-hmm. And that- use his communicator right? to, teleport, to transport it away. Yes. Oh, that Because they couldn't sense. get a lock a on confused. it. The, the sensors were being scrambled, right? And so... so- he had the, the communicator to pinpoint. This was also a great example of using your move action and calling for help at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> do you think that Jordy would get like penalized for needing a replacement comm? Oh, you know, you could replicate those things. Is there a strict code there? For yeah, saving okay. the ship, he should appeal that penalty. Well, rules are rules. So. He did blow it up. Yeah, I'd say they'd dock it from his wages, but no one has wages. No one has wages. We're uh, in a post. Dock it from his holodeck society. time. Oh, <laughs> both of you that's know that's a huge say. penalty. Oh my god, especially that's for rough. Jordy. Yeah, he needs that beach that's and that ukulele time. Get this man a mai tai after what he's done. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and not only that, but up on the bridge, these insurgents appear. Take out Worf. Take out the helm. As yeah. we've stated, Worf is pretty easy job. to take out. He is <laughs> never the best fighter in any situation. You know who is, though? Doesn't Picard get a good old hit? Oh, he punches yeah. the leader, uh, Chiron, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chiron he gets Finn a mean right gets, hook. Uh, I, and then he gets a tackle. Hmm. Yeah. 
And the tackle is where Finn just uh, sucks them up. They go together. We don't see where they land, but Picard is then taken hostage as well. Right. And so Data no. is just like, he can't move because they have to shoot the thing where uh, this very slow graphics yeah. process where you have to like, don't move as yeah. the person gets up out of the scene. But Data just has this look of like stunned and doesn't move that's very funny for a and very long time like totally uh whiffs like reaching out for them like seconds <gasps> after they're gone <laughs> even though we've seen what a fast fighter he can be yeah <laughs> jumping out of the way of a laser 10 times in a second right right <laughs> <laughs> effects will get there yeah mm -hmm. we'll get there then picard I guess, like, what does he even accomplish down there so much as, like, understanding, getting Be getting Beverly's perspective of what's going on? He thoroughly chastises her. Like, calm yeah. down, Picard. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, it is a little I told you so. Yeah. He told her five different times, as did everyone else who mansplained to her, get back on the ship. And then she got kidnapped. So he probably felt very justified in that. This is a rare occasion where Picard doesn't outsmart the opponent. And mm -hmm. I think it has something to do with what uh, I mentioned earlier about this is not an opponent that will bend or learn. Yeah. Which is kind of one-dimensional. That's he true. But draw. Well, considering they're using that tool, you know, you're limited to one. Well, he's an <laughs> ideologue, too. Like, I don't know if we're necessarily he has the capacity for that kind of growth. I don't think anybody, like, this is a lifelong mission of his. This is his cause, and he's died for it, and he's put other people, or he's going to die for it. And, like, a lot of his colleagues are dying for it. Like, they know that's part of their life. So, like, I don't think there is swaying this person, but maybe connecting with him in some way, or at least getting him to do a different action and some minor step before he dies is the yeah, best they which, can do. It seems like they're starting to make this progress because mm -hmm. um, he has drawn many drawings of Beverly, which mm -hmm. are lovely, so photorealistic. And then um, he has a one-on-one -on -one with Bev where he says, so sorry, I could see you're excited to see your captain. You really like him. I might have to kill him. Mm. And she has some very powerful dialogue about the scariest thing, as I mentioned before, is that you could actually win and you are terrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why do you want to rule with fear? Yeah, Gates McFadden just kills it. She's so good. And it's hard Man. to do a lot of these like partner only scenes when you're in this ensemble show, but she just she is incredible. You just don't want to disappoint her, mm. which he <laughs> is doing. Ruling yeah. with fear. And he says, I don't want you to fear me. Well, then stop being a terrorist. Right. Okay, maybe I'll think name. about it. At <laughs> the same time, the Federation has locked onto their, not uh, transportation, but teleportation. Right. They're coming into the base, which only exists 40 meters underground, 30 meters underground. There's no way in or out. Mm -hmm. Like, good on them. But did you, what if you ever decided like, okay, maybe we don't want to die anymore, but we're stuck in this underground cave, so we have to teleport transport whatever one more time that's uh, that devotion yeah they're desperate part of the you should have had one escape route just saying <laughs> just well, that's saying. how they remain undetected too and how they yeah. really survived the mm. uh, yeah i don't know i i felt like this episode still like didn't they kind of were defending they weren't defending terrorism they were like justifying it in some way and i didn't love it i don't know i didn't see this guy's point i saw yeah. i saw that he was abused by the system 
for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think mm-hmm. it justified killing innocent people and causing fear. I don't think anything. So does. you agree with the BBC censoring this episode? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think that that's the point: is that they didn't make him sympathetic because right. they didn't want that. And I like to think too that the the time of this airing in the real world too is before nine eleven. So we're all old enough to remember the time before that where. Yeah. Terrorism was something. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Terrorism was something that was talked about, but there wasn't this huge glaring example of it like we have now of like these are the things that are happening and there's this huge parallel. So you can see them trying to like we need to bring attention to this and and it it was still something that was touchy and and not necessarily in the larger public scope like it is now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Alexana comes on down. They raid the base. And our dude Finn gets shot, and she has a very interesting explanation that, yeah, he's a martyr, but otherwise, if we just imprison him, there'd be a big rally to unimprison him, even more attacks in that time, and mm-hmm. maybe it'll be worse, but I think in the short term, it'll be better, and I'm trying to prevent deaths here. Mm-hmm. One or many. Um, <laughs> and it makes sense in this yeah. in this context. Yeah. Also, I had down poor Troy. She was just walking along and stuff keeps happening to her. People keep teleporting her around around her. And I was like, oh, this is my week off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, she didn't really have lines. Uh, what she was just, face, just reacting. Yeah, she he popped up in front of her and was like, tell everybody this sanctions or else. Bye. Yeah. And she didn't get to do anything. <laughs> no. And I was what? like stressed about it. I was like, hold on, let me write this down or something. What What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> And Why her aerobics partner me? is gone. So yeah. she doesn't have any way to oh, relax. So hard. But she was looking lovely in turquoise the whole time. I love that outfit. It's mm, so good. Great outfit. Yeah. Well, uh, a, fun, a, a an okay episode. Actually, I should say uh, the producers did not like it. Um, uh, what was what was said about this? Many of the writers of the show were extremely unhappy. Ronald Moore described it as an abomination. It's our one oh. terrorist show. We didn't have anything interesting to say about terrorism except that mm. it's bad and Beverly get, gets kidnapped. Uh, they take true. her down to the caves. We have a one nice big preachy. We have big nice preachy speeches about terrorism and freedom, fighting and security forces versus society. It's a very unsatisfying episode, and the staff wasn't really happy with it. Oh, I don't huh. think it's that bad. I think that no. it did need to have a larger discussion of like what are they even fighting for? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like without because they stayed out of the context, it maybe lacked our drive. But then I guess that's a catch twenty two because as I said earlier, if we gave too much context, then mm. it wouldn't be about the terrorism as much. It'd become about the issue and our feelings on that. So right, that's a. I think it's also a tough thing to tackle. I think we've run into this in segments before, but this is very much after school special trek. Like we've had yeah. it with the drugs discussion yeah. with Wesley early on. Like every once in a while, they'll just get on the soapbox and like, here's the message. Mm-hmm. Eat it. Mm-hmm. It does feel like <laughs> after school special. I very much agree with that. I don't. I liked it. I thought it was really complex. And I think that yeah. most things are gray areas and they highlighted a good amount of them. And the characters we met were interesting and had justified backstories. So I think the writers are wrong and can go oh. to hell. <laughs> Whoa. Well, no, I'm I just kidding. dislike it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I... Yeah, I think what I meant by after school special of it is it really took it at a topic and really hammered it home yeah. in terms of exploring its philosophy a lot, right? And uh, it, after school special sounds derogatory, but like, and it kind of is, I guess. But like, it's also like that was the that was a style of thing that happened a lot in the '90s, and I feel like yeah. whether it was the drug episode is a really good example, Xander, or mm-hmm. like whether it would have been a thing about STDs or anything like that, yeah. which you would have seen. 
I'm pro. You're pro STDs? Okay. Well. No. Anyway, I got to go. What's Wait, next well, before, week? Before we do, we should talk about next week's episode. Uh, it's all about STDs. Ah! Uh, no, just kidding. It's Deja Q. Ooh. Ooh. Because when the Enterprise is helping a planet that is threatened by their moon falling out of orbit, they are interrupted by the appearance of Q, who's been stripped of his powers. Oh, snap. It's Majora's Mask. Do the people on the planet have butt mouths? (gasps) They do! (laughs) Can't wait to see it. See you there. (laughs) Engage! Can't wait to see it. (laughs) 